This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to BigHeadsMedia.com for more great podcasts. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Meow Mix, the Carolina Panthers podcast. My name is Steven. My name is Jerry. And on today's show, we are previewing the Green Bay Packers hosting the Carolina Panthers in Week 10. We will be going through some midseason grades. We might do some midseason awards as well. And we'll take a look at the rest of the schedule. But we're going to kick it off with midterms. That was a long... Whoa. (laughs) (laughs) Again, this is a top-flight podcasting operation. we can edit that out, I'm hoping. (laughs) Nope, leaving it in. All right, so we did this uh, at the quarter mark of the season where we looked at each position group Mm -hmm. and we discussed their grades so far, what we thought uh, we were looking at so far in terms of how well each position group was playing. Uh, I guess if we were a little more prepared, we would have gone back and looked at what we graded those and see if they'd improved or... I did, but I didn't write anything down. Oh, well, that doesn't help us. No, it doesn't. <laughs> All right, but we're going to, you know, that's fine. That's fine. We're going to take hey, a look. we're a cum- cumulative average right now. That's you know what, what we're going to go with. We don't dwell on the past here. No. Okay? No. This is all about present day and future yeah i That's mean what this podcast i mean is. it feels like it's been so long since we've done a past podcast anyways i know i've already forgotten about cam newton we don't dwell on the past yeah and that was less than 24 hours ago <laughs> all right well let's start <laughs> off with speaking of cam newton we'll start off with the quarterback all right position group do you want me to go first yeah go ahead i am gonna give the quarterback group a c and i'm basically taking off cam newton's first two games He's not going to be here the rest of the season, so I'm looking at Kyle Allen. Uh, he's been doing good, not great, uh, completing 60% of his passage uh, passes, averaging 215 yards per game, nine touchdowns, four interceptions. Uh, again, not great, but he's not also taking over games and winning them. Now, I wanted to put this out there. He's basically like a a rookie quarterback. Mm -hmm. I think if he was on that rookie quarterback scale, he'd be at a B. But this team has playoff hopes. It doesn't have, oh, you know, rookie, he needs to get stuff going. So that's why he's getting a C. He's not getting graded on that curve. Okay. Well, I'm going to be a little more generous. I think the quarterback position is a B. Um, I thought about dinging it just because of the first two games from cam but obviously he wasn't healthy and i'm not gonna ding him for that i do think kyle has been slightly better than average in terms of decision making you know he did have one big game where he threw three interceptions uh he has kind of ramped at least he's taking care of the fumble problem but now he's throwing some interceptions yeah but like you said he is a young quarterback and I'm going to give him a little bit of benefit of the doubt. I don't think he's losing games for us. Mm-mm. We would have lost that 49ers game regardless of who was at quarterback. Yeah. And those three interceptions were against the best pass defense in the league. And right. they're killing everybody right, right now. So I would like to see that completion percentage get higher. Mm-hmm. It's definitely dropped over the last several games. 
Uh, I think in Norv's system, there's an opportunity to be 65-plus percent passer. I mean, Cam was almost in 70% passer last season, even with throwing on one arm half the year. So I'd like to see Kyle uh, make a little better decisions in that term or in those terms and then take care of the ball a little more. But I still give him a B, maybe a B minus. Um, but yeah, I think he's doing okay. Yeah. Now let's move on to the easiest grade that we're going to be giving out running back. What's higher than an A++? Uh, that's what I have him as as well. Yeah, yeah you can't go higher. Uh, uh, maybe as a group. It's just an A plus, <laughs> but I mean, McCaffrey, up. whatever the highest grade you can give the dude, the guy's the best running back in the league. I don't even think you can knock the guys backing him up though. Bonifin <laughs> has eleven carries, but he's averaging nine yards per carry. That's true. <laughs> yeah, well, he does. He does have like a went, sixty yarder. It, he was, you know, yeah. again that sixty yarder helped seal that game. Yeah, where, that's true. Yep. So yeah, Christian McCaffrey, it, uh, Christian McCaffrey is averaging five point three yards per carry. Um, only 13 yards shy from Dalvin Cook, who is currently leading the league. Mm-hmm. But Dalvin Cook has one extra game on him. Right. So after this week, Dalvin Cook is on a bye. Christian McCaffrey is going to be 100 yards over him. He, yeah, Christian McCaffrey could hit 1,000 yards this week. Yeah, that's... Uh, it's very realistic. So... He's 119 yards away. So. Yeah, and he also has 42 receptions for 363 yards. Yeah, not being used quite as much in the passing game but still being used a ridiculous amount 42 receptions yeah. <laughs> like most like starting receivers if they got 84 that's what he's on yeah. pace for it's a great season yeah. and that would be 25 <laughs> less than what he had last season so 23 yeah. something like that but yeah uh he also has not dropped a pass in a year and a half in his last 23 games yeah. he's not dropped a pass. I-, I heard that stuff that's a that's incredible that is incredible. The guy was the best running back and the best wide receiver out of that draft. Yeah. He really should be MVP talent, actual conversation. I know they're probably not going to do it, but yeah. MJD, Maurice Jones-Drew, mm-hmm. he came out and said he should be leading the votes. I agree. I mean, yeah. All right. So we both give that the highest possible grade. You want to move on to pass catchers? Yeah. Okay. So we're, we're combining uh, tight end and wide receiver in this mm-hmm. list. These guys I'm giving a C. You're giving them a C, okay. I'm giving them a C. I don't think that Samuel and Moore have lived up to the hype. Mm-hmm. Um, they've been okay. Mm-hmm. I think both of them are on pace for between 800 and 1,100 yards, something mm-hmm. like that, uh, which is fine, but it's not great. Tight end has been abysmal, I think. Uh, Olsen is very much underperforming. Um, Ian Thomas is nowhere to be seen. So maybe I would give like the receivers you know, a B- and the tight ends a D or something like that. Or maybe not a D, but a C-. minus. But uh, yeah, C overall. Uh, need to see more from them in the second half of the season. Well, I'm a little bit more generous on this group than you are. I gave them a B minus. Now, it's not that much big difference, but the thing you said, you know, they're between 800 and 1,100 yards. That's good for two starting wide receivers. They're not great. Mm -hmm. Uh, DJ Moore has 45 receptions, 564 yards. If you duplicate that, 90 receptions for a year, really good. 1,100 yards, really good. Mm -hmm. He's not a top elite wide receiver. Yeah. He's not getting that A, but I don't think you can demerit him or any of the other guys for not being that. That's not the offense this is running. We are riding Christian McCaffrey, and then 
they're assisting. They're not going above and beyond. They are not putting the game on their shoulders, and they're not being asked to. Now, Curtis Samuel has 30 receptions for 407 yards. So, again, 800 yards, 60 receptions. That's quality starter, you know, receptions and yards. Just not for an elite passing offense, which this team is not. That's why I gave him a B. Yeah, and I think Curtis Samuel, I saw, I don't know if this is still the case, but at least a, a week or two ago, he was leading the league in separation yards. Mm-hmm. So he's getting open. The quarterbacks just aren't getting the ball. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe I can't knock the receivers themselves uh, for for everything. But just in terms of their production, yeah, I, I give them a C. Yeah. I mean, Cur- Curtis Samuel, if that safety didn't make that spectacular play last mm-hmm. year, he would have had another 60 yards added to this. Yeah. And he would be averaging 900. So Well, I think they've got room to improve. Yeah. For sure. I, I think it's also the offense, but yeah, that's my opinion. Okay. What's next? Uh, offensive line. Doom, doom, mm. doom. I almost want to give them an incomplete. Because, <laughs> they, just because they have to get, they're shuffled around every week. But, um, I mean, I'm giving them a B. I think uh, the pass protection has been okay and the run blocking has been excellent. Okay. Uh, I gave them a B minus. They've given up 26 sacks so far. Mm-hmm. That's averaging three per game. Mm-hmm. Um, they've really kind of shored up actually recently. Yeah. Uh, Dennis Daly, another good shout out for him. Yep. I mean he he's really doing well on that left side. And thank God Daryl Williams is gone. That's yeah. moved past him on <laughs> left side. What forever. But they have been giving up pressure. Even last week, Kyle Allen was moving quite running for his life. But on the opposite side, their run def- or run uh, run blocking has been outstanding. Yeah, I'm leading the league, so I gave them B minus. I mean, now I'm thinking about it, I want to kind of bump it about up to a regular B, anyways, because that run blocking has been spectacular. Yeah, so we're both pretty high on offensive line. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, we're gonna do uh, front seven. On yeah, the defense. Mm-hmm. A for me. Ooh. Leading the league in sacks. Um, okay. Let me, now that I think about it, B. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Leading the league in sacks, but giving up a crap ton of rushing yards every game. I was going to say, that's going to be a yeah. lot different than yeah. my grade that I had for yeah. them. So, A in terms of maybe pass protection, and then a C in terms pass of... Pass rushing? Pass rushing, and then yeah. a C in terms of uh, run run protection, but... Um, yeah, I mean, I'm giving them a B. I think they've been very good, mostly, but yeah, they're giving up way too much on the ground. Uh, and I went C+. Basically, exactly. I said A-plus for their pass rush. Yeah. Leading the league in, pa- uh, in sacks so far. And again, we're competing against teams that haven't had their bye, too. So, right. very good there. But they, they are not being able to stop the run. Averaging, giving up 133 yards per game. Mm. So... I gave them a C plus. I I really want to go A plus for pass rush and D minus for run defense. I, yeah. but we didn't do it that way. So yeah, they averaged out at a C plus. That's like the SAT scores when your verbal and math were mm-hmm. completely opposite. Like mm-hmm. really good at math, but I suck. I yeah. can't speak in verbal. Yeah. Well, you know, they get one exam, they score a ninety, and another exam, they bomb. So averages yeah. out to a C. Okay, um, secondary? I went A-. minus. They are really doing well. Uh, this group has been getting it done. I don't have where we currently rank, but I think it's a top 
10 pass defense. And a lot of those yards that they've been giving up have been garbage time, soft mm-hmm. zone, Ron Rivera coaching style, which I've discussed multiple times. Mm-hmm. Um, they have depth. First time in a long time this secondary has had depth. Uh, with Javian Elliott and Ross Cockrell subbed in very nicely when Dante Jackson went out. Uh, just really impressed with this group. I mean, as a surprise group, I give this one a gold star. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I'm giving them an A total, uh, no minus or anything. Um, I know for a while there we were the number one pass defense, and like you said, I think we dropped a little bit there, but I think we're still hovering around the top five. Um, but, yeah, we've got 12 interceptions so far. Um all of our corners have interceptions. Mm-hmm. Our safeties have interceptions. They've been doing well to uh, knock the ball free occasionally as well. Uh, I think we have a plus six turnover differential right now, which is, I think, top five in the yeah. league. So, yeah, I'm giving them an A, uh, especially considering how this team has been since 2015 where we've just been searching for that identity in the secondary. Yeah, I agree. We've got it this year. I forgot to mention the safeties, but Trey Boston, Eric Reed, they're solid. And that's what we haven't had in a while as well. Like, just two good guys I trust back there. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, A for me. Okay. Now, moving on, special teams. Mm. I'm going to go ahead and let you cover this one. I'm I'm going with a C, special teams. Uh, I think the return game has been inept. Uh, in terms of covering the return game, it's been okay, but not stellar. Mm-hmm. And the kicking game, especially lately, has been suspect. Okay. It started off gangbusters, but lately, you know, I think uh, Sly is what around seventy-five percent in made mm-hmm. kicks now. That's not good enough. Um, although he's he's making pretty much everything from forty yards in. You know, he's got a hell of a leg and he needs to get those 50, 40, 50 yarders on target. That's going to cost us a game at some point. It hasn't yet, but it's going to. So I hope that he can turn things around and get back to that, you know, first six or seven games where he was just killing it. But um, yeah, this is a C for me. Yeah, I gave him a C minus. Basically, we've had no consistent punt return to catch the ball. Yeah. Uh, Joey Sly has been struggling lately after that stellar start. Um, Pilardi, good. I mean, Pilardi's fine. Yep. Yeah, I mean, good punter. He's been pinning them down, down deep. Our coverage on punts have been really good. I think I've seen a couple that they've broken a little bit, but for the most part, Colin Jones and the other, you know, yeah, guy, they've been able to keep them under wraps. All right, coaching, 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 and I want to maybe include uh, our strength and conditioning guys. In this coaching staff total. Oh, so you want? I thought we were gonna just go ahead and give the medical staff, training staff, a separate grade. I mean, you can if you want. I'm including them in mine. Okay. I'm giving the coaching staff a C. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that the defensive game plans have been mostly good, but the run defense, as we talked about, is terrible. The offense has been very vanilla with Kyle Allen, which I think is okay because Kyle Allen is essentially a rookie. Um, but we've been putting up points. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've been okay there. Um, but the handling of Cam's injury just drops this a whole letter grade for me. Uh, he should not have started the season, and he probably should have been immediately put on IR when they realized this was a Liz Frank injury. 
and you're minimum list, missing six weeks just to heal it normally, mm-hmm. just put them on IR. Don't even deal with the distraction, you know. Um, and then with the strength and conditioning guys, I mean, our injury list is 10 guys long every week. Yeah. Every week. So I think C, and that's generous. Uh, I'm going to do this separately because okay. I gave Ron a B-. minus. I think he did mismanage Cam's injury, and I think that's on him. Uh, but he has been coming up with good game plans with Kyle Allen, being able to really not put too much on his plate, mm-hmm. being able to use Christian McCaffrey. I think, again, the pass defense has been spectacular. Uh, but, again, the run defense... Uh, abysmal. Um, yep. He's also been starting to come back to that riverboat kind of gambling. So I like I like that. I didn't again last week. I didn't like that fake punt in our you know thirty yard line. But he's gone for fourth down a few times, and I like that. Being aggressive is good. Now the strength conditioning training medical staff they get an F straight up F. If Cam straight up F. If Cam was you know, limping on the sideline before week one, somebody needs to get, from that medical team needs to go and be like, no, 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 we got to go scan your foot. We've got to figure out what's going on. Yep, that's on them. I mean, they have to have seen that going on. Uh, Greg Little got a concussion. He comes right back, gets another concussion. Some people say he didn't even get a second concussion. It was just this first one kept lingering around, and it feels like they rushed him back. I mean, concussions aren't. We know now this isn't, you know, 1980s, 1970s where they didn't know. Yeah. Concussions are serious. Yeah. Don't play with those. Yeah. So I'm giving the training staff an F. I agree. I agree. If I was doing it separately, that's what I would do. Um, we're going to go ahead and do some midseason awards. So we're going to start off with the youngsters. Rookie of the year. I think we both have the same person. Go ahead. Brian Burns. Yep. Spider Burns, as, as you might say. Yes. Yeah, he uh, what four and a half sacks still. Yeah, uh, but when he's allowed to play, he is a force on the field, and he's got a bright future. Yeah, I, he's on pace for nine sacks, and he hasn't played the past two games, but twenty snaps a game, which yeah. is some reason dumb. He's gonna need to be out there this this week. Yeah, we're gonna. He needs to be chasing Rodgers. Yep. Definitely. Um, I do want to, even though we gave it to Brian Burns without much question, mm-hmm. honorable mention to Dennis Daly. Okay, not yeah. much was not expected Especially from him, and he's yeah. been starting at left tackle. And let's be honest, we feel safe with him starting compared to when Daryl Williams was out there. Agreed, yep. Um, I have a Surprise Player of the Year award. A surprise Player of the Year? Yeah, the guy that you weren't expecting. Oh, Surprise Player of the Year. Yeah, yeah you weren't expecting them to do much, but now you're like, ooh, wow, hello. Okay. I am giving mine to Ross Cockrell. You're just shaking your head. It's not good radio. Oh, I thought you were you going to explain why. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Ross Cockrell has been everywhere. He's played safety. He's been slot and outside cornerback. And he's played played them all well. He hasn't... I think there's been a couple times where I've gotten upset at him. But for the most part... He's been really steady on that defense, and he's been a really good acquisition from two years ago that we didn't realize how good he was going to be this year. Yeah, I agree with that. For me, it's been Vernon Butler. 
Okay. Yeah. He has really been an afterthought the last couple of seasons. Came in with some hype in his first season. Did not live up to it. Uh, this year with KK going down, he's really stepped up. And, you know, he's got a few sacks. He's got some strip fumbles. He's really done a good job. Mm-hmm. Um, serviceable job at minimum. So uh, Vernon Butler wins that award for me. Okay. Gotcha. I like that. Now... We just added this one in. Off-season acquisition that was not drafted. Do you want to go first? Yeah, I'll go first. And I'm, I'm still going to give it to Joey Sly. Mm-hmm. Um, I, being able to come in and with Gano going on IR, and I don't know how much of that was because Sly looked good or how much of that was he just wasn't going to be able to play. We could really be in trouble with the kicker. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've seen teams just churn through kickers and sly came in and he's been solid if not spectacular he's been spectacular at times um a little less than solid lately but i still think i would give it to him in terms of that position of need that could be so much worse i am going trey boston trey boston solidified that safety position again like i said earlier they're just solid back there. You don't mm-hmm. you don't really worry about them. Yeah, that they're gonna miss some plays, and you know. But for the most part, I feel so much better with Trey Boston back there than yeah. Mike Adams, Rashawn Golden, who yeah. you don't even see the field. Right. So that's my acquisition of the year so far, or off season non drafted. Okay. Uh, defensive MVP. For me, the defensive MVP is just gonna be Luke Keekley. Yeah. Um. He's been pushed a little bit from Shaq Thompson, especially the last couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. But Luke, is he's the commander of the defense. He's been playing very well. He's putting up good numbers. Um, and this defense will be nowhere without him. So perennially, probably until he's gone, he is my defensive player of the year. Uh, you know what's funny is I was looking at Shaq Thompson and James Bradbury. I was like, mm-hmm. I want to give it to him. I want to give it to him. But you can't. Right. It's, Luke's, it's Luke's defense. Yep. He calls the plays out there. He's so steady. It's it's almost to the point where you're just like, I wanted to give it to somebody else, but there's no one else deserves it as much as him. Yeah, and, and it's one of those things where like LeBron James could have won the MVP every single year that he played. You're absolutely correct. Uh, if you were giving it to the best player, to the most valuable player. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're not going to be like that on no. this podcast. If you deserve it, you get it. Well, don't... Our MVP of the games, we always call it the Christian McCaffrey Hero Award. Yeah, well, we've elevated him <laughs> to a different sphere. <laughs> Otherwise, it would be boring. You'd just be giving it to him every time. Speaking of Christian McCaffrey, offensive MVP. Yeah. Christian McCaffrey. <laughs> uh, this guy's the MVP of the league right now, so there's nobody else you could give it to or even consider giving it to. No, not at all. All Ugh. right. Um,. Well, that is our midterm grades and awards. Now, we've got a whole half of the season left. Let's look at that. All right. We got the schedule pulled up here. Um, Obviously, we start this week with Green Bay. Mm -hmm. Um, Let's skip Green Bay. Yeah, I like that idea. Well, uh, because we're going to, you know, do our game preview here in a minute. But coming up after Green Bay, we've got the Falcons. Mm -hmm. That's a home game. Yep. Then the Saints in New Orleans, and 
the Redskins back at home. By the way, all of our games the rest of the season alternate home and away, which is kind of interesting. Um, so that's the next four games. I've got us going two and two. Okay. Uh, I think we, <coughs> excuse me, I think we beat the Falcons and the Redskins, and I think we probably lose to the Packers and the Saints. I thought you said we weren't talking about the Packers. Well, I'm just going to go ahead and say what I think is going to happen. Oh, okay. So, so I was like, yeah. where are you getting this? I'm other not going to go from? too far into it, but I think yeah, two and two of the next four games. I I agree, and I think we're on the both same pattern of the Packers and Saints at home mm-hmm. as a loss. Washington and Atlanta wins here at home. Yep, and the final four games of the season, we're going to be in Atlanta, mm-hmm. uh, Seattle here in Indy, and. The Saints here. This is tough, man. We've got a really tough end of the schedule here, especially those last three games. I think we go three and one. I think we go one and three. I think we beat Atlanta. Mm-hmm. I think we lose to Seattle, and we beat Indy, and I, I think we beat New Orleans as well. We could beat New Orleans, especially if they've already locked up a bye. They Here could, at do home, this, could do the same thing. And we'll be playing for a playoffs. Yeah. That's kind of what I'm thinking. And, yeah, that's that's the way I think. I've got us going three and five the rest of the season. Wow. I'm usually the negative Nancy. I've, I, I'm sorry. You know, with Cam going out, I've really lost my optimism. Yeah, and I have him at five season. and three, which actually is higher than I expected. Yeah, because you had them at nine and seven at the beginning of the yeah. year, and now you've got them at ten and six, mm-hmm. and I had them at eleven yeah. and five, and now I've got them at eight and eight. And, and I, that New Orleans Saints game and Indy game, I'm not a hundred percent sure on. It really depends on New Orleans what they plan on doing, and Indy. That game's a toss up to me. I think Indy's a really good quality team, but I also think we can beat them. And yeah. it's same with Seattle as well. I think they're a good team, but I think we can beat them. Maybe we revisit this next week after the Packers game because I think my thoughts could change after seeing what Allen does against the Packers. Well, yeah, not only that, you were about to cry last night when Cam, I'm really down. I'm really down on the team. I I can tell. Yeah. Um, so I think we've had a very easy, uh, relatively easy first half of the schedule, uh, which has been good because, you know, it's enabled Kyle Allen to kind of get into a a rhythm. Mm -hmm. He's only played one tough team really, uh, and that would be the 49ers. Otherwise, he's played – I mean, he played the, the Texans, which is a tough team. Mm-hmm. But Arizona, Jacksonville, Tampa Bay, and the Titans are all games that we easily should have won. Yeah. And we did. Um, beating it, Houston was more of a defensive effort. You know, we only scored 16 points in that game. And then we got our asses handed to us by the 49ers. So. Now – I think Jacksonville, Texans, um, even the Titans, I don't think, and even the Buccaneers for that matter, I don't think they're pushover games. They're not bad teams. They're all, in my opinion, even Texans though might be a little higher. They're all like those wild card wanting no, the teams. The Jaguars are terrible. They're bad. The Titans are four and five. The Bucks are two and seven or two and six. Okay. Well, we'll I mean, see. They're bad teams. We'll see. I see. I think they're better than you are giving them credit for, but I don't think they're great either. I don't. I think they're wild card hopeful teams. Does that make sense? Like they're, they're hoping to get a what? They're definitely not. Okay. 
Maybe at the beginning of the season they were. Well, obviously at the beginning of the season, <laughs> but I don't. I don't think they're. I mean, the Titans. I guess you could put in there because they're in the AFC. You know, they're technically still in the mix, but that's. I don't think that's a very good. We'll team. see. I mean, they got Ryan Tannehill as their quarterback. Come on. All right, so yeah, that was just a quick look at the rest of the schedule. Um, I'm not optimistic. Jerry is, so we'll see. We'll see how things are. Things are going to go. Well, we're going to go ahead and take a quick break, and then we'll be right back with our Green Bay Packers game preview. Hey, Steven, do you think the Panthers are going to cover the spread this week? You could ask me that any week, and I would say yes. Well, if you're going to bet on a game, you should use my bookie. It's the premier place to bet all your favorite pro and college football action every weekend. They always have the most up-to-date lines and most prop bets of any sportsbook on the planet. You know, the best part is, if you join right now, MyBookie will double... Double? Double your first deposit. That's right. If you put $1,000 in, they will give you another $1,000. Woo! That's $2,000. Yeah. That's double your initial deposit. And you can use that on any of your favorite picks. Use promo code LATEFEES to activate the offer. That's promo code LATEFEES, L-A-T-E-F-E-E-S, to double your cash. Visit mybookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. For all the latest NASCAR content, including driver interviews, race recaps, fantasy NASCAR, listener call-ins, and giveaways, tune in weekly to the Lap Traffic Podcast on iTunes or your favorite hosting site on the web, thelaptrafficpodcast.com, and on Twitter, at laptrafficpc. Don't get caught chasing the lucky dog. Tune in each and every week to the Lap Traffic Podcast. All right, and we are back. Green Bay hosting the Carolina Panthers. This game was flexed to a 425 start. Yeah, I'm going to hate that. <laughs> yeah, this originally was a 1 o'clock game, so they moved some crappy game out of the way and put us in. We'll start off here with the injury report. The uh, Packers only had three players that did not practice. Adrian Amos, Jimmy Graham, and Termon Williams. Graham and Williams were both just veteran rest. And Amos has a hamstring injury. Had a couple players with limited practice. Devontae Adams, who played last week, he will play this week. Uh, Brian Balaga was another veteran rest with limited practice. Um, Kevin King, uh, one of their cornerbacks, has a groin issue. Uh, Robert Tanyan, Tanyan and Marquez Valdez-Scantling, also both limited in practice. Everyone else, full practice. Uh, for the Panthers, as usual, this is a list. <laughs> Those who did not practice, Vernon Butler, Greg Little, James Bradbury. That's a new one. Groin issue. Yeah, Gro- he went out in the fourth quarter last yeah. week with that groin injury. I didn't even think that he was still... Mm-hmm. Oh. Gerald McCoy, Christian McCaffrey, just rest, calm down. Uh, Eric Reed and <laughs> Curtis Samuel. Now, most of them did work on the side, but um, Vernon Butler was not at practice. And um, Bradbury, I don't think, worked on the side. So everyone else is full practice. Uh, Brian Burns back to full practice. Uh, Mario Addison back this week after uh, attending his brother's funeral. So... <clears throat> I think uh, most of these guys will probably play. Bradbury is probably the main one to keep an eye on. Uh, Greg Little probably will not play. And then Vernon Butler, we don't know. 
Yeah, and that's really worrisome. Yeah, I believe we signed Wes Horton. We did. We re-signed Wes Horton to welcome uh, back. fill in. Yeah, welcome back. That I mean, could be a sign that Vernon Butler may not be playing. Exactly. They've got him listed as a back, which that's kind of vague. So, yeah, that's 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 a lot of injuries, like we always are. Even though Vernon Butler is important. I'm more worried about James Bradbury, but mm-hmm. at least we do have some depth, and Cockrell's had some experience on the outside. And let's face it, this wide receiver core for Green Bay is not what it used to be. It's not. Um, I, I do want to mention that the Green Bay Packers are four-and-a-half-point favorites, which seems a little low to me, honestly. Uh, me too. Um, I thought they'd probably be six-point favorites at least. Typically on... You know, you're looking at three points favorite just for being a home team. So they've Vegas says that they're only a point and a half better than us, which is kind of a pick 'em. Um, so that's surprising to me. Yeah, I know they struggled last week, but they, they did. Looked, they got they looked, got beat last week by the Chargers. They've looked pretty good for, before that, though. Yeah, I think they were what six and one. Yeah, and they they started really starting to click mm-hmm. on offense, which was actually. It was really weird at the beginning of the season. They really struggled on offense, but their defense was lights out. And then it kind of switched where their defense is starting to struggle a little bit and their offense is going bananas except yeah, for last except week. Except for last week where they scored 11 points. Yeah. Um, this is an Aaron Rodgers-led team and Aaron Rodgers does not look superhuman anymore, mm-hmm. but he still looks very good. Uh, Devontae Adams has been out for the last several weeks with turf toe, but he did return last week and had an okay game, seven catches for 42 yards. Uh, said he felt good, which I guess is more important than what his stats were. Yeah. So he will be a factor for sure, uh, which means it's very important that Bradbury play because Bradbury usually is the guy that plays on those number one receivers. Especially like a Devontae Adam who doesn't have elite speed but mm-hmm. is pretty fast, but is more of a, you know, I'm a great route runner. Yeah. I'm gonna... Probably a really good matchup for Bradbury. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. Um. Yeah. Green Bay, their rushing team, their rushing has been better this year than yeah. it has in a long time. They're averaging 95 yards per game. They've got two pretty good running backs. Yeah, and they like to catch the ball out of the backfield too. Yep. They are not just running backs, the old style. Uh, and then it's Aaron Rodgers. He still gets his yards. Uh, they're averaging 257 yards per game, which is actually lower than I expected. Lower than I expected too. But... I mean, he's doing Aaron Rodgers. I well, mean, plus they have a good running game. Yeah. Which they haven't had in the past, always. I mean, he's Aaron Rodgers completing 65% of his passes, um, 17 touchdowns, only two interceptions. He doesn't give the ball up. Yeah. The guy, the guy is I a Hall of Famer. Yeah, I wouldn't, wouldn't expect a big turnover game for us in terms of uh, interceptions, at least, in this no. game. Um, I did want to speak to their running game, mm-hmm. Aaron was it Aaron Jones and yep. Jamal Williams? Either one of them has a capacity to break one. Yep. I've seen it this year from both of them. And you mentioned their ability to catch it out of the backfield. Well, not out of Aaron Jones. His long is 18 yards. Okay. Well, Williams, I know, has broken one. Yeah. Um, but what about catching? I feel like Aaron Jones has had a long. Aaron Jones has had a long reception at 67 yards. Okay. So, yes. That must be what I was thinking of. No. So they do both have the ability to break a long one. Um, we struggle against those short over-the-middle passes. Yep. 
and, and screen passes. And currently, Aaron Jones leads their team in receptions. Yeah. So this is going to be this is going to be one of those games where Rivera is going to have to step up and really look at the game plan and figure out how to stop these guys. I would almost say, as crazy as it sounds, make Aaron Rodgers beat you, especially I, if we've got Bradbury healthy. I agree. I think that's so weird that you say that. Is yeah. I think if we can stop the run and then. I watched a lot of the Chargers games. That's what they did is they really kind of stopped the run early and they went away from it quickly. Yeah. And then they just kept pressuring Aaron Rodgers. And Aaron Rodgers didn't look like Aaron Rodgers with pressure. Yeah. Uh, he just kept throwing the ball and either his guys were just, you know, couldn't route run quick enough or drop the ball. It They just looked really bad when he, it was quick. Yeah. So with think, our pass rush, I think we could do that. Yeah, and I think, I think it was Bruce Irvin... Uh, I heard someone inter- asked him how did the Chargers stop him, and he said they hit him early. Yep. They got in his face early, and he thought about it the rest of the game. And that's probably what they're going to want to do, and mm-hmm. certainly what they should do. Yep. So I think this is going to be this is going to be incumbent on the defense to win this game. Okay. Um, I think our offense can put up 25 points, uh, which is fine, but I think the defense is going to have to hold these guys to – you know, obviously under 25 points, maybe under 20 points to win this game. See, I think that the offense actually has a better chance than you do, you think? Um, no, I think the offense is going to be fine. Okay. But I think their offense can put up more points oh, than our I, offense. Oh, I agree. I think their offense yeah. could light it up if yeah. they, if so, they, if we don't get to Rodgers and if we don't uh, stop that run. And another thing about Rodgers is he's very mobile. Mm-hmm. You've got to stay in your lane when you pass rush him. He can make you pay. Just like Tannehill broke off a 25-yarder, he can too. Yeah. It's it's not out of his realm. Yeah, he, he's doing it less now as he gets older, but oh, he yeah. definitely has the ability. Yes. You're right, yep. Um, now let's look at their defense. This okay. is where I think we have a slight advantage, to be honest with you. Uh, at, at the beginning of the year, like I said, they were re- really looking good. Mm-hmm. They were allow- allowing three points, ten points. That's not the case the past six games. They're giving up 26 points per game the past. And it's not one fluke game of 50 points. No, it's all been 30 points, right. 20 points, 23, 24. So they're 21st against the pass, giving up 255 yards. And they're 24th against the run, 127 yards per game they're giving up. They do have eight interceptions and eight forced fumbles. They're one of the teams that causes turnovers. Okay. Let's be honest. This Christian McCaffrey's game. We're going to have to ride him on offense. They are not that great of a run defense. You have to ride him, push the ball down the field, <clears throat> and then take take time away from Aaron Rodgers. Keep him cold on that bench. That way when he gets out there, he's not loosened up. He's cold. He's miserable. That That's what I think is the game plan here. Yeah, uh, and this, is, this could be a very cold game. Um, Average, or I think the temperature for this game is set to be 34 degrees as a high, 17 as a low. Earlier this week, they were calling for snow. It looks like that's been pushed mm-hmm. out of the forecast. But as Green Bay, it could always come back. Yeah. This is the frozen tundra, and it's they call it that for a reason. It will probably be below freezing uh, to start the game. Well, speaking of the temperature, do you want to bring up our beer bit of the week? Let's do it. Let's set the over-under for temperature to start the game. 
and this is easily verifiable information, at 29 degrees. I am taking the under. From what I'm hearing, it is going to be freezing cold, literally, because it's under you know the freezing point. I think it's going to be slightly over that. I think it's going to be 30 or 31, uh, but it's going to quickly drop in temperature. I think by the end of the game, it, it'll probably be in the teens uh, or at least high 20s. So uh, this is going to be a cold game, and I ho- I don't know how Kyle Allen's going to do in the cold weather, uh, but he went to college in the South. He's played in Carolina his whole NFL career, so this could be a wake-up call for him. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I have a bold prediction for this game, Okay, Jerry. What's your bold? Both of these defenses suck at stopping the run. I think there's going to be 400 yards rushing in this game. (laughs) (laughs) Between the two teams. When you always say bold prediction, you go (laughs) to a level that is like astronomical I think both teams will hit 200 rushing yards, or one team will get even more than that. Uh, but I think, yeah, 400 total rushing yards in this game. Okay, well, my my bold prediction <laughs> seems like nothing now. As usual. <laughs> I like I like to go with bold predictions that, that are bold, but they're not, like, unrealistic. I think that's realistic. Right. I think we'll, we'll see. My bold predictions were the Panthers get seven, or seven sacks on Aaron Rodgers. Oh, wow, that is bold. So... Not only that, and now I'm thinking about the temperature, they'll probably not pass that much. But, yeah, that's going to be my bold prediction. I don't know. I mean, it's Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. He's, he's used to it. They'll um, probably back, drop up, drop back to pass a lot. Uh, not if they're running for 200-something yards, though. No. <laughs> Completely opposite styles here. All right. Uh, let's do score predictions. I'll, I'll kick it off. Uh, I think we're going to lose this game. And I've got the score at 31-17. Ooh. Yeah. I agree. I have the pa- the Packers beating the Panthers, uh, only twenty seven to twenty three though. I don't think their defense holds us to seventeen points. I just think, and I hope I'm wrong, but I think the cold weather is really going to affect Kyle Allen. I could see some turnovers. I could see some fumbles. Unfortunately, it's hard to grip a ball when it's twenty five degrees. Yeah. Well, I. I know you're you're not on Kyle Allen, and you're really depressed because look, of him. I I root for Kyle Allen. Uh, no, I I'm understand. just trying to be realistic. But uh, we'll see. We'll but see. I, yeah, I, I hope you prove me wrong because I'd love for the Panthers to go ten and six, eleven and five, and make the playoffs. Oh, I agree. Uh, but I, I think it's going to start with this game. I think it's going to start next week. But okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he's going to have a bad game, but I don't think he's going to be able to do enough this week. To keep pace with Aaron Rodgers, to be honest with you. Let's I think ho- Christian McCaffrey is going to have to run, but eventually he's going to tire out in this cold, and I think Kyle is not going to be able to create a comeback. I think Aaron Rodgers will be able to do that. But I'll tell you this. Nobody is going to be rooting harder for the Panthers to win than me or you. Oh, no. We are going to be screaming at the top of our lungs the entire game. Yes. So let's get this W. Yes. Let's go eat that W. Oh, don't do that. Don't don't bring up the heinous Jameis on there. Ugh. Now i got to completely retrack and go here. Now, if anybody is listening after that horrible Eat the W reference, we want to thank you for listening and sticking around. Uh, please let your friends know about us. We're trying to grow. Uh, leave our show a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, and we'll read a comment on the air. Or you could just email us a comment at meowmixmailbag at gmail.com. 
All right, everyone. Um, let's go Panthers on Sunday, and until Monday, keep pounding. Wow, <laughs> wow,